In this episode, I sit down with Laura Peterson to talk about book launches and how she writes copy that pops. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps Big Change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I have an old good friend, somebody who uh, is is has been part of my world since I got into podcasting. Like very soon after I got into it, we were introduced to each other and she's just popped up ever since and, and just made sure that uh, we we stayed connected and, and she's been a fantastic, fantastic support through the years. Um, and fun fact, she's actually, uh, she was very directly uh, related to the naming of this podcast. And and so we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but I am sitting down with Laura Peterson, uh, also known as Laptop Laura on Instagram at Laptop Laura. You should all go follow her. Uh, she is a tall math and psychology teacher turned international best-selling author, international speaker, podcaster, and persuasive writing expert. She helps people leverage best-selling books for more influence, income, and impact with her best-selling book that pops blueprint. Laura loves international travel, having been to 44 countries and counting, which is absolutely bananas, by the way. Uh, I think I've been to five, so I've got a long way to go to catch up. Uh, She loves coconut milk lattes and doing fun things around San Diego with her husband and their dog, Tuck. So Laura, how are you doing? I'm doing great and excited to be on the show. I'm excited to have you. This feels like it's been a long time coming. I'm surprised it hasn't happened before now. I was thinking that too, because after we record this, we're going to record you on mine. And I was taking some notes down about how you did the artwork for my show. You helped me launch it back when I did it. So like we have so many things that overlap and we haven't shared it publicly yet. So I'm excited to finally do it. (laughs) Yeah, it's super strange. Uh, So in that, that intro there, I mentioned you were actually such a critical part of, of this show getting its name um, because, and, and by the way, the name that I came up, that we, we eventually came up with, I've since been told, wow, amazing name. Um, and I guess it makes sense considering you are the copy queen, the, the, the person who knows how to persuade people with uh, the written language. Um, but I, it's just so interesting because I still have the journal entries when I was coming up with the name for the show. And it was originally just Tiny Leaps. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mentioned it to you on a call, uh, just sort of a random side conversation right before I launched it. And you said, you know, I like that, but it's missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we sort of brainstormed the big changes idea of it. And I, I first of all, I just want to say thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored that I was a little part of it. And it, it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, that saying the cobbler's shoes are always the ones that are like broken. I feel like I'm so much better at helping other people come up with their names or refine their copy. And sometimes I get a little bit like, ah, what do I call my stuff in my own head? So <laughs> I'm sure everyone feels like that, but it's fun to collaborate. Oh, without a doubt. Um, so I, I gave them a little bit of an idea of, of who you are. 
Um, but why don't you fill in the gaps a little bit about what you currently do, what your your big passion is, and yeah. uh, how you became the queen of best selling book launches? <laughs> well, my path is very weavy, so it has lots of ups and downs and ins and outs and and changes along the way. But I hope that's just an inspiration to people if they're still kind of searching, just to keep going. The only way you can fail is if you quit. Uh, but I was a big nerd in school, so I was trained very well to be an academic writer. And I actually started, I went to UCLA for undergrad and I started as an English major, but they kind of sucked the fun out of it pretty fast. And I ended up falling in love with psychology, which is also a love of yours. Mm-hmm. And so I switched my major to psychology and studied abroad in Germany. It was how I started racking up all those countries that I visited. And afterwards, I did try to be an entrepreneur for many years, but this is, I'm 37 now. So this is back in like the early 2000s, mid 2000s and the internet is it wasn't then like it is now. And so I just couldn't figure it out. And I just didn't have the background. I was an academic nerd. So I ended up running back to what I knew, which was education, did a master's in secondary ed, and I taught high school math and psychology for about five years, backpacked all over the world during my summer breaks. And at the age of 30, I was like, okay, it's time to take the full jump, take the full leap, I should say. And figure out this business thing. And so the first thing that worked was a tutoring and test prep company. Uh, But my heart started to fall out of it. And that's how I eventually came to meet you through a mutual friend, Dominic Sirianni. So Dominic Sirianni uh, is the host of the Internet Marketing Association's big podcast. And he and I are old friends from a previous job. And he was like, hey, I could use some help with the content marketing of my podcast. So I'll do all the audio editing. And then will you come in? I'll pay a little bit. And you do the blog posts and the tweets and the show notes and all this kind of stuff. I was like, sure. So we did that for a while. And then eventually we realized what we were doing together was a great business offering. So we started to help other clients do that. And that's where you joined us and you were helping us as well to support the clients. And that's how we got to know each other. And then I decided to launch my own show and that's why you helped me with it. And I launched my show, Copy That Pops in April of 2016. And it was all around just applying psychology to improving your writing for business. And that could be any elements of writing. So short stuff like Facebook ad copy or show notes for your podcast or an email or landing page. And then at the end of 2016, I decided to, I wanted to stand out more. And I decided to write a book to help me do that. And I did it in 30 days. So people should go back and listen to your episode. I think it's like, 312 about setting goals. (laughs) So uh, I wrote it, figured out how to self-publish it. And I hit number one in the category of podcasts and webcasts on Amazon. All this is in 30 days. It was a crazy 30 days, but it was so fun. I got so much confidence and clarity by getting out what I knew in book form. And then so many people saw what I did and they reached out and they were like, I want to do this too. So really in 2017 and then in 2018, that's exclusively what I focused on. I changed my entire business model all to help other entrepreneurs to write, self-publish, launch, and then leverage best-selling books for their business. So long story short. <laughs> Got it. That That's so fast. I mean, 30 days. Yeah. yeah. I did Having, my second one in 30 days too. I'm still in recovery <laughs> from writing a book for six months. 
that I I finally wrapped up and handed off in February and said, I'm never doing this again. (sighs) How did you take that process and compress it to 30 days? That's incredible. Yeah. I think having, like you talk, you've talked about many times before in the show, you need to pick a deadline. You need to pick an end date and time. Otherwise, it will just keep expanding. And to add to that, which I psychology I've found to be so effective and I teach every single person who works with me, I make them do this, is I say, not only do you have to pick a date, pick a launch date for your book, you have to share that date publicly over and over every day because you are far less likely to let down other people than you are to your own self. So that happened with both of my books that I did in 30 days. I kept on sharing this date over and over. And there were times when I literally woke up and I was just so stressed out. And I was like, this is not going to happen. What I am crazy. But I took a breath and I was like, I don't want to look like a fool to everyone that I've been telling this to. So I better figure it out and make it happen. So that's one thing is to pick a date and then make it public because you do not want the public shame. And actually, no one really cares that much, but you'll still feel it. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing, which has been a hard aspect for me to really come to grips with being an academic nerd is done is better than perfect. So I really truly believe that if something is 80, 90% where you want it to be, but it can serve its purpose of helping the audience and helping grow your business, then get it out there. You could, Sure, you could spend another six months, 12 months editing out every last little in you know wrongly placed comma, but does that really serve anybody by taking that extra time? No. So I would say, of course, you want to have something out there that you're proud of, but done and helping someone is far better than perfect and helping no one. That is, that is the core of this show. So I I love that you just shared that. Let's um let's talk about self publishing and and not necessarily the process, though we will definitely jump into some of that. Mm. Um. I think, and I'm sure you've seen this in your work, uh, there is still a little bit, even though it's much more accepted now, there's still a little bit of like a stigma around Hmm. self-publishing. Would you agree or no? You know, the only thing I've experienced in that regard is I remember I was at a conference not too long ago, about a year ago or so, and someone said, well, I'm a New York Times bestselling author and you might be noticing everyone else is running around saying they're an Amazon bestselling author and that's like a lie. It's a scam. It's so easy. Ha ha. I'm better than all you kind of a a thing. And my first gut reaction was like, oh my God, am I a fraud? Am I helping people like defraud others? And I was like, it was like a gut check. Like, am I doing the right thing? And then I thought, you know what? First of all, Anyone can publish a book, anyone can upload it, but to take the extra steps of picking relevant categories, doing a concentrated marketing push, hitting number one in those relevant categories, you should be proud of that. Mm -hmm. And what I found too, is as you get closer to the sun and you learn more about the behind the scenes of everything, a New York Times bestselling title can be bought too. It can be had. Yeah. It's mostly bought actually. Exactly. So it's like, it's not to take away anything from anyone, but... I'm really at the point in my business and my life and how I'm trying to show up with my clients is let's stop worrying about what everyone else thinks or is going to say. And let's just do things. Let's just take action. Let's just put stuff out there. If it's really good quality and your intention is to help others, 
the details just don't matter. So I think I kind of have like blinders on. I feel like I'm a bit of like a horse in a race now mm-hmm. where I put the blinders on and I just go forward and I don't worry about haters or trolls or even what I might think someone might be thinking, even though they never even say it. We all just get in our heads so much. Just move forward and forget about what everyone's going to say. If your intention is good and you're putting out good stuff, own it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, but so part of the reason I asked is mm. uh, there are so many people listening to this, and I know this for a fact because they've messaged me, um, who have a concept for a book, whether fiction or, or nonfiction. Yeah. Uh, and in their heads, they're just thinking on a day-to-day basis, oh, that'd make a great book if only I could get a, a deal for it. If only I could uh. find a publisher. If only I could find an agent, blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. And maybe they know that self-publishing is an, op- an, an option. Maybe they understand that the tech is there to do it, um, right. but they're just not making that connection in their head of, well, I could get this out. And and maybe that right, comes from right. the stigma. Maybe it comes from uh, just not knowing anyone who's done it. But what would you say yeah. to that person uh, who has the book, who wants to write it and knows they can and, and produce something good, um, but they're just sort of, pre-programmed to wait around for the deal to come to them. Yeah, that's a good way to say. I see what you're saying. It's like the biggest part to understand is that the publishing world has changed. So traditional publishing deals are not as rosy and as amazing as you think that they are. There are a lot more books out there. It's a lot more accessible to self-publish. There's a lot more competition. And so publishing companies, one, aren't giving very good deals. So I've talked with people who the publishing company deal is literally there's no money up front. The person has to buy 5,000 copies of their own book and hold them in their garage. There's not that much marketing going on. They still want you to do the marketing for your own book and get it out there. So really, when you look, pull the the hood up under the, the cover of these deals, they're not that amazing unless you're already a huge name, a huge celebrity. So I would recommend to somebody, if you're really thinking about that, do a little bit of research and see what is possible. Because from what I've experienced in full disclosure, I've never done a publishing deal. I never will. I don't want it unless they pay me a ton of money and then we can talk again. But you'd be really shocked to see that these deals are not that amazing. And all they're offering you is potentially a little bit better distribution to some bookstores, but with some phone calls and some filling out forms online. You can do a lot of that yourself. So to me, if you have something you want to get out there, it's far better to just take ownership and do it, get it out sooner and and take the responsibility and the ownership around your own marketing and distribution because the tools and the accessibility are there. And the publishing deals that you think are these magical solve-all fairy dusts are very few and far between. We'll get back to our conversation in a second, but let me take a moment to tell you about Skillshare. Many of you are sitting down to set goals and resolutions for yourselves. Maybe you want to get that promotion at work. Maybe you want to find a new job altogether. Well, there's no better way to set yourself up for success than to learn a new skill. I've said this before, but your value to the company you work for or your value to the marketplace, if you're going the entrepreneurial route, is directly linked to the skills you can bring to the table. That's why I partnered with Skillshare to bring you two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. 
Say what? Seriously, free. If you haven't heard of Skillshare, it's an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. I've had to learn countless new skills in my career so far. Heck, even starting this podcast required me to learn audio production, marketing, content creation, SEO, and a ton of other stuff. To sign up for your two-month free trial to Skillshare and start learning, go to Skillshare.com slash tiny leaps. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash tiny leaps to start your two months free trial right now. That's Skillshare.com slash tiny leaps. I love that. And it's, um, it's, I mean, it, it's it's uh, the classic example that's used is uh, for any of those of you familiar with the movie The Martian. Mm. Um, he prior to to getting an actual book deal, he published the entire book as blog posts and then mm-hmm. compiled it together into a self-published book uh, that had limited success and f- eventually got across the desk of somebody at some publishing company, which then gave it a little bit more of success. And then that eventually led to the movie. And now it's done multiple hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and that started because he just put it out there. So mm-hmm. will you get a publishing deal as a result of doing it? Probably not, and that shouldn't be your goal. But by getting your thing out there, other things happen. And and that's sort of how opportunities come to you is by you speaking to the world, not so much mm-hmm. waiting for them to come. Exactly. Just like think about it from their point of view. There's tons of celebrities and and established authors that already have a huge community and a following that they could go and spend their time and money and effort on to get their books sold because then they make more money. Why do they want to take a chance on someone who maybe is obscure and isn't known yet? You have to put in the work and the effort to show that your stuff is received well by the market first if you want to get a really good deal. But yeah, like you said, even getting a deal isn't necessarily the end goal. So love that. Uh, so Laura, how we're convinced, how do we do this? What do we, uh, what, how do we know, first of all, that our idea is even worth publishing? I think that uh, we're all pretty self-aware to a certain degree of knowing whether our stuff is, is good or not. But I would err on the side of going with, even if you have some self-doubt, it is good enough. Now, of course, it's advisable if you're kind of on the fence and not sure is to share it with some people first and get feedback and especially target audience feedback. So I want to make that caveat. You know, I work a lot with entrepreneurs who are writing nonfiction books around things that they already do in their business every single day. And so if they're writing a book, I would encourage them, don't go ask the opinion of your mom, dad, and uncle of, is this good or not? Because your mom, dad, and uncle aren't your ideal clients who are going to buy the book, get value from it, and then hire you. So you want to actually share the book with people who the book is for whom the book is actually written and who it can benefit and weight their input far higher than somebody else who isn't the ideal reader for that. And that could go for fiction too. So if you're writing like teen sci-fi vampire book, don't share it with your grandma who's going to be like, honey, I just don't get it. Don't put it out because that's not the target audience. So you want to get feedback from relevant people, but definitely err on the side of go for it is what I say. Love that. Uh, and, and this is definitely a message 
those of you who've been listening for a little while know I'm a big fan of just put it out. And if it doesn't work, who cares? Um, exactly. Like it, it really doesn't hurt at all. I mean, it might feel like there, there could potentially be some pain attached to that failure or whatever you want to call it, but no one's going to remember in like 20 days, honestly, that, that mm-hmm. is tends to be the, the life cycle of you put it out and it flops and three days later, everyone's moved on to the next thing. Um, so, so definitely don't let that be the thing that holds you back. But are there some, once we're starting to get this feedback and we're, we're in uh, maybe the writing process, the, the early stages of the first draft, let's say, is mm-hmm. there some, uh, or rather, are there some recommendations you have for how to get through that first draft quickly so that you can get into uh, the, the editing process? Because I, I know from my yeah. own experience, the book was largely written in editing. Um, I pretty much just poured a, a bunch of garbage onto a page and then edited <laughs> it Um, I don't know if that was your experience. Yeah, I what I like to coach people that I work with is, for me, the best starting point and strongest foundation is a really solid detailed outline. So I have found in my experience in working with people that if I can get you to a really detailed clear outline, then the writing part isn't as overwhelming or stressful and it can really just flow. Plus then you can also write different sections out of order because you already know, hey, if I jump into chapter five, section three, because I just am in the mood to write about that right now, it's fine because I know exactly where it fits and I can pop to a different section and, and kind of jump around. So to me, if we can really get a solid outline, then we're going to be golden. And I teach this PST method. So P stands for post-it notes. So I really love just brain dumping every possible idea that you could write about. Because when I was first writing my first book, which is copywriting for podcasters, like the nerdy overlap of writing and podcasting, I didn't just think of that idea the first go. I wrote all these notes all over my desk and I was like, I could write about psychology or I could write about being a teacher and transitioning to be an entrepreneur or world travel or salsa dancing. Like, I mean, I could write about so many things because I'm a multifaceted person like we all are. And so once I brain dumped it all out in those post-it notes, I was able to kind of see, okay, I've got it all out of my head. The stress is gone of, am I going to miss something? And it's all in front of me. I can really analyze it now. And from that, I then saw, hey, I'm a nerd for writing and I'm a nerd for for podcasting. Those two combined can be a great connection, like a combination that's unique in the market. And then S is spiderweb, like a mind map spiderweb. So then you you take your one idea or your two that overlap and put it in the middle. And then from there, you just draw all these lines out and you brain dump again, all the different subtopics and sub ideas that could go around that core item. So that's your S, your spiderweb is just a focused brain dump now. And then for T, it stands for timeline. So think about your reader in what logical order would they need to learn these different things and then put those all written out. And that is your outline. So if you follow that PST method, you will come out with a very clear outline and you will have analyzed all the different options. So you'll feel really confident in moving forward with that. And from there, I find it's just so much easier to get going. That's a fantastic system. Uh, What 
what would you say are the biggest pitfalls that you've seen people fall into uh, during that piece of it, whether it's coming up with the outline or the transition from outline to first draft? I think it's that done is better than perfect thing again, or, or either the imposter syndrome, like who am I to write a book about this? Or it's, well, every single thing has to be perfect or I just can't move forward. So it's like analysis paralysis getting stuck. So it's all a head game. You know, it holds us back, these different things that we wrestle with. Interesting. And that, I guess that makes sense. That is, uh, that tends to be the biggest pitfall for pretty much everything you're trying to do mm-hmm. in life. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So, so let's, uh, let's touch a little bit on the, uh, publishing side of it and we won't get yeah. too much into the tech because there's a million and a half articles on that, that we can find. And it does um, change. Fast. And it, it, exactly <laughs> that as well. Um, <laughs> what have you found to be like, if you do nothing else, right. In the mm. publishing process, what have you found to be the absolute must do's to have a good uh, debut or a good launch? I would say it's all the marketing, but you don't have to have a huge marketing budget. So I spent zero dollars in ads for both of my books and I had both of them hit number one in relevant categories. But even if you don't hit bestseller, like put the bestseller to the side, who even cares? If you are a published author, you still are a freaking published author. That's incredible. So not only do you have a great tool that's going to help people or entertain them, depending on the purpose of the book, but now you have something else that you can say, hey, Greg Clunis, I see that you're interviewing a lot of published authors these days. I've got a book on XYZ and people are going to take you more seriously. So you're going to be able to leverage it to get more opportunities and more exposure. So I would say marketing is the number one thing. And I personally love what I call attraction-based marketing. So it's things that make the audience want to come to you, make people interested in participating with you as you write it. So I always tell my clients, never go into your little cave and emerge with a published book. I want you to be sharing the journey the entire time. It might take you being a little bit vulnerable, a little bit authentic, like, hey guys, I woke up today just feeling horrible and I wrote like 10 words and I just got stuck. That's all I got for the update today. People are going to be like, wow, thanks for sharing that. I have those days too, but no one talks about it. That's really cool. I like you more. I'm invested in this more. Putting stuff out, for example, to get votes and feedback, which you do incredibly well with your audience. So the number one post that I've ever posted ever in the history of my social media, every single time is when I put a image of a book cover labeled one, an image of a book cover labeled two, and maybe a third one labeled three. And I say, which one and why? I get so much engagement. People love voting, especially on something visual that's really easy to kind of form your opinion fast and give feedback on quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, guess what? As those people are voting, not only am I getting incredibly valuable feedback that legitimately helps me make the cover better, when the book is live and I say, hey, everyone who voted on the cover, it's live. See which one I picked or your feedback helps me make it better. Please go buy it and support me. They're going to be more likely to do that because they feel a part of the journey. They feel a part of what you have put out instead of you just revealing it from your secret cave. <laughs> I love that. There's a, um, have you read uh, Austin Kleon's Share Your Work or Show Your no. Work? No, but I, I love that concept. Yeah. So his, have you read his first book? No, 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 no. Uh, so it's Steal Like an Artist. Oh, um, you mentioned that to me before. I feel like I read a synopsis of it like two years ago after you mentioned it. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a very, very good book about how creativity is, is sort of sparked. Mm. Um, but his second book was called Show Your Work. And it's this concept of as you are making your art, uh, sharing the process, sharing the screenshots, sharing the, the struggles mm-hmm. of it. Uh, throughout the process and that sort of attracts to your point sort of attracts the scene or the group uh, that are going to be but eventually become your super fans around it well I love that especially too because I used to teach math and I would tell my students you need to show your work and that wasn't just to make sure that like they weren't cheating and just like wrote down the magical answer but I would give partial credit along the way. So if they got all the way to the last step and then they just did one little baby mistake, I would give them, you know, nine out of 10 points instead of zero. But if you don't show your work and you just put the end answer, then you're going to get zero. So I love that kind of combination of like the math showing your work and then showing your work as you're creating your, your book. I, I love that connection. Absolutely. Um, okay. So let me, as we, we wrap up here, let me just see if mm-hmm. I can break down what we've discussed into a clear process for people to act on. Um, so first of all, whatever your idea, just do it, just stop talking about it and like go do it. <laughs> or actually in your advice, talk do about talk it a about lot. It? Yeah. Talk yeah. about when it's due <laughs> over and over again and, uh, and then sit down and make sure it happens. Um, so that's step one. Step two is to create a really solid outline and, and, uh, the process, it was the PTS or PST. PST, just like Pacific standard time. Cause I'm in California. <laughs> <laughs> so use Laura's PST method to help you figure out how to organize your ideas into this solid outline. Uh, step three, uh, turn that outline into a solid first draft. And as you are doing it, share that process, share uh, your daily word count goals, share the struggles you're going with, go live on Facebook if, if mm-hmm, you feel mm-hmm. like you look good on camera and, and just do everything you can to get out into the world and start getting that feedback. This is how you build the list of people who will hopefully go and purchase on day one. Um, uh, step four, once you have the book finished, uh, then you take this list, you go through and I'll link to some resources on how to publish on Amazon and all the different platforms. But uh, you go through those steps and, and get it up on the site. Uh, and then step five, uh, you launch. Does that, does that sound accurate? Yeah, that's a pretty good overview. We can always go more into depth if people need more help. But yeah. Well, so where can they connect with you in order to go into more in depth? (laughs) Yeah. So I have some amazing paid programs, but if you're like, okay, I just met you, let's, let's like have dinner before we get married, (laughs) then you can go to copythatpops.com forward slash Facebook. And that will redirect you over to a free Facebook community that I've got. And all we do is nerd out in there about writing, self-publishing, launching bestsellers, and then taking the book to get more media exposure, create more impact, create more income in our business and and beyond. So you can come and, and join us in there for free. So copy that pops forward slash Facebook to join the free community. Tell us yes. a little bit about some of those paid programs, just in case anyone's like, you know what? Screw Facebook. I just want to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I have this seven P process. And so it's really walks you through everything from, so P1 to P5, I'll just give you like a quick overview, is getting you from overwhelmed, no idea to best-selling author, best-selling book on 
on Amazon is P1 through P5. And then P6 and P7 are all about promoting the book and then profiting from it. So how do we get more media exposure? How do we use it as a part of our business to get more leads and raise our prices and increase more uh, clients, etc. So if you are ready to, if you don't have a book yet and you want to get to bestseller, then you can join my bestselling book that pops implementation program. It's the, the blueprint that you mentioned early on. That's the group program that is going to take you from A to Z all the way to get your booking live. And then I've got an inner circle, which is a smaller, more private group where we go even more in depth in making sure that you're actually leveraging the book. So you don't just write the book and it just sits there forever, but how are you really using it as a great tool to grow everything else that you want? Love it. So um, where can we go to find out more about each of those? So yeah, always copy that pops.com is a central hub for everything. So you can find Perfect. information about that. And if people want to email me with questions, I'm Laura at copy that pops.com. So copy that pops.com to learn about everything she's doing, but yeah. especially if you're interested in any of those courses, uh, Laura at copy that pops.com. If you just want to say hi and tell her how awesome she is and uh, facebook.com or rather copy that pops slash Facebook, copy that pops.com slash Facebook to join the free community. Laura, thank you so much for your time and, and your wisdom. It has been uh, incredibly valuable. I mean, it, with my book launch coming up, it's it's been incredibly valuable to get to hear your perspective on, on this process. Um, and it's just been cool to be able to finally bring you on the show after all these years. Yeah, it's been great. And I've, I've got a, your book actually in my hand, even though it's not 100% live yet. I appreciate the advanced copy. I've been <laughs> reading through it and I can't wait to buy it when it's live too, to support you. <laughs> thank you so much. And to those of you listening, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. It means the world to me that you're willing to share any amount of time with myself or the people that I bring on. Uh, if you found this episode valuable, do me a favor. Find me on Instagram at Greg Clunas and just send me a DM. I love getting into conversations with you all. I love giving advice. If you have questions, I love uh, hearing advice if you if you have any to give. Um, and and I, I just love connecting directly with you. So find me on Instagram at Greg Clunas. And while you're there, find Laura as well. It's at Laptop Laura. Uh, connect with her and just let her know that, that her information was valuable. Um, and make sure you subscribe to the show uh, wherever you're consuming it. Just click or tap that subscribe button. It's the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode. I've been Greg Clunas. And as always, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.